This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Gary. Good afternoon, Andrea. Well, good afternoon. <laughs> January. It's still January. Can I say Happy New Year? This is the first I time we're I literally, literally the two minutes before we went on here, I was sending out uh, hope you have a great year email to a couple of friends I haven't spoken to in a while. So uh, my rule is you can say Happy New Year until February 1st. So I think we're by the skim of our teeth still. Okay. okay. All right. I'm, I'm game for that too. Even though people were telling me last week I had to stop saying it. So I, I'm with you. We're going to come in hot today. We're talking about some hot takes and we're super fired up to bring Austin Sprins up first. He has an unbelievable following. Gary, he's got 22.5 million followers combined across Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I love it because he's all about mastering the algorithm and understanding of the platform. So super fired up to have Austin here from Snowy Flagstaff. Take it away. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Austin, how are you, brother? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Gary? Too well. Before we get into it with Austin, I just want to give some shout outs of people watching. Robert K on LinkedIn, what's good? Uh, Jesse P on Facebook, hello. Darry Cabrera33 on YouTube, hello. And Allison Levagood on Facebook, what's good? Let's be very active in the comments. It's great to be with all of you. I think there's a lot of learning and I think we start off with a bang because Austin represents something I care about in marketing, which is there's a disconnect with the people in the trenches, in the dirt, actually working the creative media and math strategies of social networks, which are gonna be important because the way that television ads are gonna work is gonna be this way because all of the streaming services, their ad products are much more social media centric with targeting and creative than television. And then you have a lot of the CMOs that are watching right now that are, you know, not because they're bad people, they're in ivory towers because they manage so much and they're not in the dirt. And so Austin, I wanna really get your hot takes for 23 from the dirt. Like where's the opportunity for the creators, entrepreneurs, small businesses and Fortune 500 companies from your personal perspective in amassing what you have? Interesting. I think uh, I think for 2023, one of the biggest things is going to be AI. And I know uh, ChatGPT has been getting really big. And I've realized that I think a lot of creatives are going to start using ChatGPT to essentially come up with uh, ideas and concepts or analyze their own videos and other people's videos to essentially kind of start to figure out trends before they emerge or uh, kind of the tell them how to make videos essentially step by step. So awesome. Give people an example because I think this is exactly right. Like right now everyone's like chat GPT. It's like tell a story about 1975 and Mike Tyson's voice enter and it's like, oh my God. But what you're saying, and this is absolutely right, from a st creative strategy standpoint, you might type in analyze Mr. Beast's last five videos and Austin S's last seven TikToks. Tell me what is aligned in the title and the copy and the timing they post it, enter, and then that art, artificial intelligence may spit back something that gives you some cr creative insight that then may impact the way I make a wine video, yes? Yeah, exactly. Essentially allows you to get uh, way more analytical on videos where instead of spending all the time doing it yourself, watching each video and trying to see it for yourself, you can uh, speed up the process by sure putting my name in and then putting Gary or putting a uh, Mr. Beast name in or and, and by the way real quick I apologize 
yeah. why you, you've blown up so much over the last couple of years, why some names may not work is the data stopped somewhere around mid 2019, but all the evolutions going forward of the chat GPT competitors and I'm sure chat GPT itself will get more and more and more updated up to the day, yes? Oh yeah, I'm sure. And I think it's up to uh, 2021 now. So it's not is too it, far. Is it? I didn't see that. Is that, is that right? That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's amazing for that. But if even if uh, creators want to kind of take over the managerial side too, they can also kind of talk to ChatGPT on in terms of how to write messages to these brands or uh, essentially for communication. Also, do you feel, because I've been on this kick as well and like I'm yeah. reading some of the comments, some people are like it's already being used in our agency. A lot of people, uh, you agree with me that a lot of people are really underestimating how bananas big this AI thing is going to be, yes? I think so. absolutely, yeah. What, what was your, give us, let's go right into the dirt. What has been the biggest like holy shit that you've typed into Jet, that GPT that you were like, I cannot believe this? You want to know what it was for me? It was, uh, honestly, I think it was uh, talking with brands because there's a way that I was writing to brands when I was reaching out with them. But then it's a whole nother thing when I asked ChatGPT to kind of go over my messages so we can kind of go deeper with the brands or kind of going through the brand's website and seeing like what the brand's values are and kind of giving me a quick review preview. So, so I you're can kind saying of your ability to reach out to monetize what you do has been upped dramatically by saying to ChatGPT, hey, ChatGPT, I want to talk to Wrigley's gum. Please analyze their website and social media, like, like that kind of game. Yeah, exactly. Because then it, I feel like it gives me a little bit of a competitive advantage over the other creators who are just reaching out. And they're going, Wrigley's gum, let's work together. Because now when I'm reaching out to them, it's uh, I'm aligned with the company, essentially. James Orsini, the OG in the VaynerX world, who's the president, runs the Sasha Group, just said, you know, in the chat, you know, brand tone of voice, which is exactly right. Austin, yeah. these things go super fast. Yeah. So a couple other minutes. What, what else is on your radar? What else should people be paying attention to? What else are you excited about? Uh, let's see. Last thing I'm really excited about, uh, boxing, boxing in the influencer realm. I think it's going to be huge this year. And I know, uh, it's really fun for creators because it's a really good way to get in the best shape of your life, but you reach a whole new demographic and the, uh, like a whole new realm that you've never been able to hit before. And, uh, you get to fight other creators. And I think it's just a fun thing. <laughs> I think we should get you a play, Gary. Honestly, I thought about it a lot. I want to create an over 45-year-old league for boxing. And I want to, you know, because I'm not looking to get in the ring with you 27. First of all, all you under 30-year-olds are starting to steroid out. And you guys are scaring me. I need to be with the 45 to 55. Listen, I am willing to fight anybody who has an audience who's over 45 and isn't actually professionally capable of fighting i'm ready because i i'd like to knock someone the fuck out just for like the, the problem is if i get knocked the fuck out i'm not as self-esteemed out as i am i'm not sure i can deal with on an everyday basis seeing 800 memes of me being knocked out so i have to focus on this but i gotta tell you i'm open to it see i think that'd be a lot of fun and i think dads too if we start getting a lot of the creators dads to go in the boxing matches i don't know i think that'd be pretty cool I, I will tell you the boxing thing is exactly right. And the thing that I'm looking to do is, you know, you've got this huge pickleball match coming up for tennis fans, in, you know, right before the finals of March Madness with John McEnroe, Andy Roddick, Michael Chang, and Andre Agassi. I think that's going to crush on ESPN. A big one that I've been trying to talk more about is pay-per-view one-on-one to 11 basketball. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, boxing very similarly, two things stand out to me, running a race, 
a hundred yard dash with like five influencers, like Olympic style, where you train for eight weeks and one-on-one basketball, I think would rate heavy. I think that if you and I played one-on-one, even with our small fan bases that are big in the scheme of things, that would do better than people think because there's there's something about mano a mano. Fighting is the ultimate, but you know something that a lot more people would do is would play. It's you know it's, I think a lot more people would do the one-on-one thing and the race thing. So anyway, I think you're on it. Awesome, continued success, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank just, you, everyone watching. All right, I'm. I think glitch. Am I glitching out? Yeah, you're a little robotic, which is exciting to me because you were talking about how everybody else was glitching and now you're glitching, and that makes me you know. I really excited boxing thing. I'm gonna bust me out. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Are I think you're still chopping enough that I may have somebody else might have to come in and introduce the next person. Hey, Hannah. Hey. Hannah, you are always ready. I'm here. Everybody, one of the great ways to build a real organization, I'm just gonna take a, a little public service announcement for people that wanna build meaningful things. Hannah's worked at Vayner for nine years or so, nine, right, Hannah? Help me here. Nine and a half, as I like to say. Um, and as of a year ago, 13 months ago, right? You started in January of last year? Yeah. Is, is one of my chief of staffs, I have two. And you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how much talent they have in the building three, six, nine years in that instead of doing what they do, bring them more inner circle to help you scale. And here's another incredible execution of it. Needed somebody and boom, there she is as always. Hannah, thank you. Appreciate it. Um, Next up, we have Lauren Fritz. Lauren is the Chief Corporate Affairs and Marketing Officer at WeWork. And she's all about creating best in class global team to deliver impact. A lot of what Gary was just saying now and listening and learning from WeWork customers along the way. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. I I really enjoyed the last conversation because I think the AI conversation is completely almost opposite of what we're having because we've had a front row seat to really every company around the world and listening to what they're thinking their future of work is. So our insights are coming directly from consumer, from what people are saying out there in the media and social media. So it's been a really interesting learning for all of us over the last few years really but honestly you know as a company we've been doing this from the beginning so Lauren you know I'm I'm you know you, you have some good lighting here so I'm I'm not gonna try to make you too red but I really am passionate about more people giving more people roses while they're alive and active instead of like we're all nice when it's all over and so you know, we've met recently and I have to tell you, I have the luxury of meeting so many chief marketing officers and CEOs over the last 13 years and a very small percentage do I leave the first meeting saying, oh, they're really on it. And I just want you to know that that's how I felt about you. And so it's a real pleasure and I'm actually genuinely excited to hear what your hot takes are for 2023. So let's not waste any more time. What, what are the things that you're most excited about or what are you seeing? Um, Well, that was too kind of an introduction. I too feel the same about you and your talent. So I think, you know, I really was what founded this company was founded, um, you know, after the 2009 recession. And what's been interesting to see is back then we might forget, but there was this sort of, you know, reformation on the old way of work. Um, And so when people think back then, like what was what happened then? Obviously, there was co-working. Obviously, there was other 
flexible space providers. We were not the first ones out there. We were the first brand to really connect to what exactly people loved about their workday and the connections you make, the people you're with, and the spaces we've created really enhanced that, the intentional design. And people loved showing up for each other and for their job in WeWork spaces. Now, over a decade later, we're dealing with the same thing. And I think, you know, what you read in the news is that it feels like there's this reformation on, you know, the office. But in fact, that's not actually really what people are asking for. They're really asking for more control and balance over their day. So the listening and learning we've developed over the last really two years is enhancing our product to create the ultimate flexibility that really can set your team up for success to how best they want to work because it's not one size fits all. And I think like one of the hot takes I would just say is reading over the last few days, um, everyone comes up with their new idea. You have to shorten your meetings, less calendar invites, less people in meetings, stand in meetings a couple of days a week. Um, but there, the one, there's not one thing that's going to solve for everything. And I think that's what employees are asking for. They're asking for in a holistic approach. The one tip, the one, you know, time of day is not really what they're looking for. They're asking for a full view of what, you know, how they can best work, um, in this hybrid world. And we think it's, our it's, products it's, can I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to in, in, interrupt, but it's exactly right. Like the biggest aha for me, like the amount of youngsters, especially, that in the first couple weeks of January where we have a hybrid model of in office and out of office, so many of the kids were like reaching out to me on email like, oh shit, I had no idea how much I was missing. Like in one day in the office, I picked up on three osmosis things that were incapable, comma, we as Vayner are, we worked out, actually have like offices out, and virtually out. And I think it's a game of and versus or. I think people are so obsessed. I think all of our anxiety on earth is that people prefer or versus and. I really do. And I think this, to your point, what got me excited to jump in is the quicker everybody figures out it's work from home and work from coffee shop and have a we work in a, like the way we use it is strategic markets, right? Like if, and it, we kind of use it and, and we've used it a lot. I mean, we have our core offices in WeWork. We have strategic little 10 person things there. That works along with being at home, along with a big HQ in certain parts of the world. And I think the quicker people fall in love with and, the quicker they're gonna get a lot, a lot of value. Right, and our, our you know, that's why last year we came out with for all the ways you work. We, I don't have the answer for you. And I think that's what everyone's figuring out. But what's been so interesting is hearing from all sizes of companies, every sector rethinking it. And they're really trying to take this more intentional approach to what their workday looks like. What's interesting is we're seeing over in um, international markets, in Europe in particular, people really love coming back. And there isn't the same headlines as there are here. And I think that's because, you know, European culture has really had a work-life balance built into the structure of what their day-to-day -day is. Like, it's in nature of them. In America, we're hustle harder. We believed that there was a time constraint in, into order to say, like, you're doing a good job because you're here early, you stay late. Like, that they, is they what- had, They had a little more balance and we're in the extremes, right? Generationally, yeah. as a, and by the way, unlimited 25-year-olds email. Like, I've had more kids under 30 email me saying, mandate everyone come back to the office than I've had 50 or 40 year olds in my company. So this, but, but to your point, generationally, obviously not everyone, culturally, there is a certain segment that has worked for 20 years that feels everyone should come back. That's too extreme. And then I have plenty of under 30 year olds who are like, 
I don't want to come into the office at all. And I'm like, that's cool. Like we may want to find but someone. It's not, it's, not the it's not the diabolical divide that everybody wants to be. To be. I agree. I'm saying something very similar. If you read, as I have, every terminology between what people are deciding is their schedule, remote first, hybrid, there's still a place to come together. The most remote companies are still saying to us, hey, we still want to get a space to come together for our offsite. So now the onsite is the new offsite. Like people want to come together for the intentional collaboration. They don't want to be held to you know, a set schedule. But if a set schedule works for your team, it might work for your team. There isn't one size to your point. It's and. It's not either or. And I think there's space for everything. And I think that's what we just keep developing with our product is really however you want to fit in, we're here to help you. So for all the ways you want to work and your team is most successful, we can help you. And lastly, I'll just say, I think with the, you know, you know, that unknown piece, people are surveying their teams. They're asking the questions. They're trying to do all the right things. I think the good intention is there, but I don't think they're getting the real insights that they can, you know, most effectively get outside of, we have a new, um, I'm selling, you know, management software solution called WeWork Workplace, where like we can help you analyze exactly how much space you need because we've all had too much space before the pandemic and how do you best use it and how your team is telling you how they want to use it. So there's this data that creates a bond and trust between the executives and the employees that is lacking right now. So WeWork really is in this really interesting space, not only having the benefit of listening to customers all around the world of companies of all sizes, but we also have a suite of products that no matter how you're telling us you want to work, we can help you. We can, we can hook you up. Lauren, thank you so much. Have the best year. Thank Good luck. you. Thanks for your support. That was a great conversation. Thank you. And, so one, and one that could be like a two-hour thing on itself, right? At Babs, one of my favorite marketers, uh, Ryan Harwood, love Babs a whole lot too, buddies of mine, uh, said, you know, on-site is the new off-site, right? Mm -hmm. Like, call, you know, it was so crazy because literally this morning going to grab a coffee, I was like, oh, I might just send a Slack and tell everyone to be here next Thursday just for fun, just for vibes. And that was exactly what Babs was talking about there. Like, it's so wild how it flipped. Anyway, yeah. Um, next, we have Maureen Kelly. She's the CEO and founder of Tarte Cosmetics. Maureen started Tarte out of her one-bedroom New York City apartment. We love that hustle with a dream of developing good-for-you beauty that's never boring. We're big fans of all the vegan products at Tarte has created. Um, and 20 years later, she has built this brand into a, a multi-million dollar company. Welcome, Maureen. You're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> That's like it, it seemed what you were saying was profound and super exciting. I was hyped. Uh, so you could just say it again. Oh, embarrassing. I was Dang, yeah, I started out of my one-bedroom apartment in New York, and Gary has been my online mentor for 15 years. He just, we just haven't met yet, but I hear him on my ear all the time. Time is an important commodity. Hustle, hustle, hustle. I mean, so many business decisions that I make, I just hear him saying, don't worry, don't, don't worry about being cringy, don't worry about rejection. But for 15 years, just go for it. I'm so happy for your success. Maureen, you, you know, you the brand is really hitting its stride. It's incredible to me what over the last 12 months, how much it's hit the lexicon more and more. I think much like a lot of things that have worked for me, I'm willing to be six, seven, 12 years early and let it come to me. I think you're a real example of that. 
So for me, it's just actually very interesting to see what your hot takes are for 2023. So fire away. What are you seeing? What are you focused on? What do you, what do you, what do you like? Yeah. Uh, all about, you know, just keeping pivoting. Right. And I think that's, you're the king of that. So just keeping moving, obviously, um, influencer marketing has been really big for us and we do it in a really cheap and cheerful way. So we do it not by just doing paid influencer marketing, but we do it through relationships. So for us, it's not about saying like, okay, here, we're going to pay you to just do an ad for us. Like we get face to face with them um, and meet them and interact with them and get them to know what we're all about, which is, you know, very much like, you know, lifting up women and, um, you know, giving back. That's been a really big part of my DNA since 1999. Oh my gosh, can't even believe it's been that long. Sometimes like, you know, the 24 years and sometimes it feels like yesterday. Um, and then I would say the other thing is just, you know, just tr keeping to try new things, right? I mean, I feel like, you know, I mean, just- You're on the heels of one right now, right? You had a real moment with this Dubai execution. I feel like- yeah. There haven't been a lot of people that have innovated on influencer marketing in the last three years. I think people have done things around the edges, but maybe you can explain to the audience like what I'm referring to, how and what's been the aftermath, because I think you really had a moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, so we've been doing influencer trips since, I mean, for the past, I would say nine years. Um, you know, we've been taking influencers everywhere from like to my home here in the Florida Keys after like the hurricane to, you know, build like storm kits and things like that to Bora Bora back in the day. And now just recently, like you're saying, Gary, to Dubai. And this past trip really took off in a big way. And we've got a lot of great Cut feedback, other feedback. Um, but, you know, the key for us was, you know, we never was the other feedback like it's too glitzy and glamour. Like what were, what was the count? What were people's like, what did they want to make of it? That it was yeah, too much? Well, Said, you know, it was a female empowerment trip. You know, we um, have been selling in the UAE for seven years. And so we brought all of these like really powerful, like creative, smart women there. And we donated to a UAE charity that lifts up um, young girls. And so some people said you didn't bring any boys on the trip, but it was a female empowerment trip. Some people said you didn't bring. Um, can, we, can we just all agree that 2023 should be the year of like, it's super okay to have a girls trip. It's super okay to have a boys trip, even though I know boys, I know boys have had it better, but like, is it not okay? Can we say that it's okay to have a sports trip or like a spa? Like, can we just get to a place of like everyone on earth all agreeing that everyone's a fucking hypocrite because for whatever they try to cancel, they're doing some shit that someone else is gonna cancel. Can we just speed yeah. this? More, can we just, can we just speed this the fuck up? all be canceled, to be uncanceled, to reset the whole thing. I love every, the, the, my right friends. I have unlimited friends on both sides. Oh, the left's too sensitive. You got mad about M&Ms. Like everyone's sensitive. Everyone's like, the hypocrisy in society is fucking, that's my hot take for 2023. That the yeah. shit hypocrisy that the entire world is trading on. There's not one fucker, me included here, that's like, eh, that's not good. That then you do an hour later something that is completely pissing someone off. Everyone sucks. Everyone's good. Can we just fucking enough? And we're all doing our best. Drop the freaking mic. People were saying, like, why? 90% of people are doing their best. And by the way, the number's up, down to 98% because it used to be 1% bad, now it's 2% because people are just so fucking tired on the extreme left or extreme right and it's making people go more fucking extreme and like, what the fuck? Like, keep your exactly. fucking opinion to yourself. It doesn't, fuck. 
Yeah. Then they were saying we were tone deaf because we spend so much money. We got every single thing on you're the trip. Business. You're allowed to you're allowed to spend money on what you want to spend. I think every right. brand that runs a fucking commercial on TV is wasting money. Thank That's you. I why is it a, we, I would much rather take fucking influencers to Dubai than buy a fucking commercial on the AFC championship game that not one fucking person watched. Yeah, and we got to spend the week with them. We got to know them. We got to talk about the things that are important to us. Got, got to put the product on their faces. Then they said that we didn't bring people that were my age, and I was a hypocrite for that. Everything's a problem. Ageism, youthism, like, like everything's a problem. Yeah, it was it was a lot. Everyone had feedback on everything, but the and truth by the way, is, I want everybody to know it's on both fucking sides, you fuckers. Like yeah. everyone was like, yeah, yeah, the, no, no, you're canceling. But like Alex Pearl brought her mom. Enough. Amazing moms, and they were like, the moms don't count. The moms don't count. I was like, wait, why do the moms not count? Because they're these like gorgeous, every, amazing moms that were incredible. Every single thing is bad if you decide to take a snapshot, right? Like, like. Why don't yes. we look at the whole picture? Why don't we look at the company's 365 days of activities? Yes, it's so true. It is so true. But it was the most amazing trip. It went viral. Everyone was saying we made no sales for it, which we made so much money for it. And then people were saying that I fired my marketing team. I'm like, what? I came in Monday morning and I was like, wait, what in the world? You know, everyone has something to say for everything. But I have to say, it was truly incredible. We had all these amazing female founded um, products that got donated on the trip. So everything that we gave was free and we were supporting all these cool like entrepreneurial brands on the trip. So it was just, it was a really great viral moment that took off in the best kind of way. What else, um, while we got two minutes, what else, like what are you seeing on TikTok? What are you seeing on YouTube? What about YouTube shorts? Give me YouTube a little shorts. LinkedIn. Have you done LinkedIn marketing yet? Like talk to me. I spend 10 minutes a night because of you on linked on my own LinkedIn. Um, you know, I force myself, I lay in bed at night and I'm liking people's posts. I'm, I posted on my LinkedIn before I came on this to say like, Hey guys, tune in. I mean, this is a bucket list moment for me. And I created my own. Okay. So 24 years of having a brand, I've never had my own personal socials ever, not hmm. a Facebook, not an Instagram, nothing. And I just this summer created a TikTok cause you know, I put your, um, your podcast on when I'm brushing my teeth, you know, do my makeup in the morning. I listen to it in like 15 minute, like segments, you know, all the way through to the end, go for my hot girl walks, you know, just, you know, you get it in and like, you know, you chop it up. And I felt like, you know, I listened to everything you say, but then you say develop your own personal brand. And that's one thing I never did. So I launched my own TikTok and my, I have teenage boys and they were like, oh my God, mom, you're so cringy. <laughs> this is awful. All our friends in high school are like, and I have to say, it's been growing and it's been really fun. And, you know, I started overthinking the content in the beginning. I was like, you know, delete, delete. No, I can't post this. And now I'm like, F it. I just film it. The ones that I film in 10 seconds, I put up, like they're going viral and it's so fun. I love it. And there's nothing more fun than razzing your teenage sons. That's the ROI of the whole thing. Just forget about if anything good happens for business, just yes. getting those sons in check a little bit is a little totally. fun too, right? Because the girls in their schools are like, oh my God, it's so cool, right? Yeah, once they realize that you might actually lead to be a gateway to some hooking up, they're going to love you for it. Right now, they're like, mom, you suck. And then all of a sudden, like some girl in school that they really like thinks you're cool, they're going to be like, wait a minute. Totally. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm you're like, like the ultimate wingman to your boys. This is like a fucking massive strategy. 
<laughs> the only time they ask me for makeup is if they're like, you know, getting like a D or like a C, like for a teacher. I'm like, oh my God. They're like, why can't you have started like a kiteboarding company or something cool? I'm like, makeup is cool. It is cool. I'm really happy for you. Continued success, Thank you. really. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. Makeup for is cool. It is cool. Oh. I'm so in love. Carrie, if I can tell you something, Maureen has the biggest heart. She came in to our briefing session with Summer with this wide open heart. And by the way, she started filming content during the briefing. She's the first one out in like three years that's done that. Just love I you. Love you, love you, love you. He's can we meet in person? Continued success. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Gary. Uh-oh, Hannah. <laughs> I'm back. Hannah's back. I'm out. So okay. everybody, thank you for being on with me. Great try today, Andrea. Um, that was a fun, Hannah, that was a fun session. It was really fun. And very hot takes were, were said. I have decided, you know this, because you've been in meetings with me. I, like, I fucking have a bleeding heart. I fucking love everybody. It's really like a disease and my superpower. But like enough judgment on each other. It's just enough. Fuck, Christ. Yeah. As if people can't look in the mirror and see they're doing the same thing. Let judgment be the best teacher. Every single person here is doing dumb shit and everyone doesn't want to. They're just trying. Yeah. Anyway, love you, see you later. Thanks for joining us.